Okay. Hey. Hey, anime. Hey, how are y'all? <laughs> I'm so excited. My bestie's here. I know. I haven't seen y'all since a month. That's crazy. It's been mm, too long. Too long. Too long. Mm-mm. So we got to start with introducing you. Who are you? What do you do? How do we know you? All the things. So I'm Anna May Lang. I am currently a regional recruiter at the University of Alabama. I met wonderful Madison in our office that we work at together in Alabama. And then she left me. We were all oh. buddies. We were right next door. Um, but I really miss her. We're really good yeah. friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we became friends over the morning toast over a podcast yes that's what brought us together we're sitting in an office meeting and I had a morning toast sticker and she's like you listen to them and I was like yeah girl do you and she said yes so then we just hit it off from there and toasters <laughs> unite in the wild the rest is history <laughs> it really is <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome okay so then Matthew kind of joined our like we're friends and then Matthew third wheels everything else um just to establish (laughs) I'll just sit back and let y'all have a one-on-one podcast that sounds good okay (laughs) no but the reason why I want to have you on here is because I think you're the best at making friends maintaining friendships and I just think you're the all-around best person so I was like if we're talking about like advice I feel like you're the best person to come to Oh, I think it's been hard since y'all left, but had to find some new people. Going to Taco <laughs> Mama today, it's not the same. Y'all don't know, it's a really good taco place if you're in the South. And they've yes. got if you are legal enough to drink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. That's the question. Well, where are we starting? Okay, so let's start with little anime in high school you we secrets out you ended up going to the university of alabama but how did you make that decision i don't know if you already said where you're from so where you're from and then how you ended up at ua so what looking for a college looked like for you how you made the decision all of that okay i was born and raised in a little itty bitty town in missouri it's about an hour west of st louis and i'm talking real little like the population's 475 yeah, so every Yes, everybody knew everybody. Everybody's up in everybody's business. Um, but luckily, the high school I went to, we had a decent size. Like our class size was five hundred. But I was bullied a lot. I absolutely hated high school, so I was ready to get out. And I kept getting these um, pieces of mail from colleges, and they're like, "We have an on summer campus program. You can come to campus. You can take college classes early." You can do it as early as your junior year, summer going into senior year. And I was like, oh, yes, like this is my ticket out of misery. Um, that's what I call it a lot. <laughs> so I told my mom, because the first one was Miami, and she was like, absolutely not. Like, she's like, Miami is 17 hours from the house. There's no way. Well, then I got one from Alabama. And we had just taken a beach trip down there to Gulf Shores. And she was like, okay, fine. That drive's not that bad. You can do it. You can see if you can handle the distance. And if you can't, then you're going to have to go to a state school. So I said, okay, join the program, lived in the dorms for a summer, did classes with all the other actual college students. It was a really great experience. And my mom's like, I wish we never took you there. You fell in love. You're (laughs) definitely going. So the last year senior year sucked staying at home but pushed through it and then went to Alabama 
So yeah. glad I got accepted. Did you and consider was- anywhere else or was it just like Alabama or nothing? It was Alabama or nothing. Like I told her, I was like, if I don't, I like, I thought I was like, I'm not going to get into Alabama. I said, they're a good, great school. They're a big state school. Like what if they don't accept out of state students? Little did I know it's like (laughs) 60% out of state. So it's Mm -hmm. like, come on, (laughs) you were fine. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I did not accept. I didn't apply anywhere else. I was, my mom's like, I'm not wasting money if you're not even thinking about going there. Um, But was really really blessed really lucky they helped me through it just because she said as long as you get a scholarship so I got the first tier of like the out-of-state scholarships and I was like yeah. <laughs> you're so, like mom said if I get a scholarship here we go yep and I was like let's go so we went she we pretty much did Bama bound and then we were set and did my four years there and absolutely loved it so it all came all from that summer that you got that thing in the mail and you went and you're like Alabama. Yes. I was telling you, I was ready to get out of Missouri. I was like, yeah. y'all get me out of here. How <laughs> far is the university from where you're from? It's about nine hours. So it's not okay. a bad, like if anything, and I still live here. Like I did my undergrad here. Absolutely loved it. Met some of the best people ever. Got to do a lot of research for my professors as well. Never thought I'd be able to do that. Um, but if anything does happen at home, it's super easy to get home. But what scares people is I have to drive home versus fly home. Cause if I get on a flight, the flight's longer because of connecting flights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to get direct flights here. Yeah. Um, okay. So you get to the university of Alabama and do you know what you want to major in? Like, how do you make that decision? What did, did you declare major straight away? And then what did you end up majoring in? Yeah. I knew I come from a line of teachers, kind of like Courtney said the other week. I was like, I connect with this girl. We can be friends. <laughs> there you go. Friends. Trying to make friends. <laughs> um, but I was like, I really want to be a history ed- education teacher. Really, really, truly want to teach it. Love history. Always used to like when I was really little. I mean, I'm talking like five years old. Would like teach to my little stuffed animals. Aww. So it's <laughs> for then but I was like I love I love teaching so I went into it I didn't know anybody so that was the hardest part is just because it's a big campus Mm -hmm. luckily me and my roommate we were very close I was also blessed she had a uh, beach house so we went to the beach a lot (laughs) the semesters that there wasn't a football game because football is huge and big there (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I don't know all that was um but yeah so we learned I wanted to do history education was taking the classes and stuff but towards senior year I had a panic attack it was at the end of student teaching mm-hmm. and I was sitting there and they're like are you gonna do it and I was like I don't know like I really don't know if I want to do this and they're like well you're certified now like are you re- do you want to start writing letters of rec and I was like I really don't know if I want to teach like I don't think I'm good at it just because it's really hard to get high school students and middle school students into wanting to care about history and I was like I'm passionate about it but everyone's falling asleep in my class everyone's on their phone they're on TikTok (laughs) they're taking pictures like live filming Facebook and I was like I can't do this I was like the pressure is real I said they're telling me what they do and don't like about my outfits I was like and they're like care about the first president and I was like well I do (laughs) (laughs) 
the children are out of control out of control and they're like you know what like you probably just need to teach at like a smaller school you'd probably be better with middle schoolers because middle schoolers were sweethearts during my whole thing mm-hmm. like oh my slang we love you blah 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 blah. I tried so hard to get a job but I've learned um you have to, for history you have to be willing to teach a sport and I'm telling y'all right now you do not want me teaching a sport at all still can't do a layup you're not coach lang no not coach lang i was like they would tell me in an interview they're like well one thing is we need you to coach and i was like is there anything else i can do i was like speech and debate club yearbook like anything else but sport and they're like no like you'd have to do sport because all the other activities are taken and we sport is always our history teachers and i was like well y'all don't want me then because i'm not going to teach it y'all are going to be like like i'm not going to make any money for (laughs) for doing that like Maybe we'll do great and fundraiser stuff, but other than that, y'all don't want me. So it just wasn't a good mix. And I think it was a sign from the Lord because my mom's like, maybe you should just like work in higher ed. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. So after I graduated, spent 11 long months back at home working at American Eagle like. <laughs> yeah. Me <laughs> and Anime Bond over American Eagle. Yes folding jeans managing people like the whole shebang Mm -hmm. um but I was like I need to figure out how to get out of here and I was like I really want to go back to Tuscaloosa and work for my alma mater like that would be a long-term goal so I got in touch with the local recruiter that worked at Alabama and I was like do you mind if I job shadow you like see if I like it see if it's like worth moving down to Tuscaloosa to move back and work for college and she's like yeah sure so I shouted her a few times, absolutely loved it, loved talking to students, loved seeing where they wanted to go next, also being like, hey, get out of Missouri, like come to Alabama with me, you'll love, you'll love it. Um, and then luckily a job opened up for one of our admission counselors uh, to work on our campus tours team, and I applied, interviewed, got it, and I was also really lucky because my sister was currently there, so she was wrapping up her um, junior and senior year while I worked down there. So I got to be close with her again. Yeah. So I loved it. That's, That's like awesome. I don't think I, Yeah, I don't think I realized that you graduated and moved back home for 11 months and then came back to Tuscaloosa. Like, I mm-hmm. thought maybe it was continuous, like, your time there. But you, like, wanted, you're like, I'm not done in Tuscaloosa. Like, my story is not done there. Yeah, I was like, and it was hard, too, because... I was sitting at home. It was just me and my parents. Love them to death. But I was like, I need some like young people. And I didn't talk to anybody from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is kind of depressing being here. So I worked my butt off. I mean, I was applying everywhere. I was applying to places in Nashville. I was applying to places like closer to the city of St. Louis. Just trying to, because young professional, just trying to make friends out there. But luckily, finally, I think I applied to six jobs at UA. And I was like, I'm going to be blacklisted. They're like, she's applying to (laughs) this desperate girl won't give it up. (laughs) She doesn't know what she wants to be. She's applying to everything. Um, But finally, when I got that admission counselor job, moved back. But I was very lucky because my sister lived there. So I just moved into her apartment. It was mm-hmm. my old apartment, but I moved in with her and I was like, you're going to have to deal with me till like I find an apartment, find a lease. Like we're stuck together for a couple months. So we shared a little bedroom and a bed for like Aww. a couple months. As I- <laughs> my mom's like, that was all God's timing. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah. No, that's perfect that she was there and you could just hang with her until you got resettled in. Um, so for those people that don't work in higher ed, like what's an admissions counselor? So you that was the first job you 
got at UA and then you moved up a little bit, which we can get into. But the first job you got, admissions counselor, like what what is that? Because some people who don't know higher ed, like oh, us, yeah. we did, wouldn't have known before. That's yeah. true. Um, so, and it's some places admission counselor will, will be kind of what I am now. But as far as UA goes and most bigger state schools, they're kind of the face of the campus. So they're usually helping with the campus tours team. So I was the person that would check in every guest that came. Um, so if anyone's listening and been on a tour, maybe I checked you in. <laughs> sure. Yes. But pretty much I would check you in. We would also give the admissions information session. So talking all about our application process, scholarships. Um, and then also in that role, you have to do some other duties like doing special visits for families. So getting them set up with all the colleges that they want to talk to and visit with lunch with the current student um, and going over that agenda with families and kind of helping them start their day at the university and there's also some other jobs you may have to do like drive a bus um so some <laughs> yes anime has her cdl <laughs> that's your fun fact it is yeah that's my that's my fun fact that is i have a cdl and i hop curbs and a campus tour bus that is <laughs> <laughs> i love it that's funny um okay so how long were you in that job before you got your next job at ua i was in it for I think it was a total of 23 months. So almost two years. I'd almost hit my three, two year mark in that role. Mm -hmm. A long time. And most people, now it's changed a little bit. Typically in the past, people would stay in there for like two, four years. Or you have some people that are lifers. Like we have someone that's been in that role for like six years. So it just depends if it's like your niche or not. Um, And then some people usually move up after. So now people I say, I would say probably it's a great starting off role. You get a lot of like basic skills, understanding the admission process, how to talk to people, public speaking. Um, So I say now people probably saying it's six months to a year. Yeah. It's your launch pad. Because then you learn like customer service, how to like make families feel welcome. If anybody's undecided, go be an admissions counselor. I think it's the way to go. Yeah, you get so many good like life skills that are so applicable to any job. Yeah. Yeah. So then you did events. Yes, I did events. When I did, everyone makes fun of me. I did a six month stint in alumni. Oh, I forget about that. (laughs) I don't know if I should say this or not. Um, They kind of bamboozled me on what the job description was. Um, It ended up being exactly what I was doing in my previous role even they said it was going to be like a few other stuff like there's going to be more event planning stuff involved in the role but we never did any of that it kind of got pushed to another department so I was pretty much just doing what I was doing before so I was like I feel like this is not really a step up in my career I feel like it's kind of what I've already been doing Mm -hmm. so and I talked to my boss about this and she was like anime we love you but I totally get it like it is kind of a it's a lateral move but mm-hmm. not like a um what's the next um, word vertical no not a step up we not yeah. A step up. yeah yeah, yeah. Just, you were ready to take your next step and it was more this more of the same yeah and I felt bad because it had been six months and I like came to her and I was like hey there's a job that opened up in my old office it be a step up. I really want to apply for it, but I feel so bad because I've only been here six months. And she was like, but in May, like you're sitting here sometimes and you're just bored. Like I literally created a whole how-to guide on how to do the position just because I had so much free time because it was just second nature to me. I wasn't really learning anything new. 
so they're like apply for it. like we totally support you do so I applied for the regional recruiter of our events team mm-hmm. I ended up getting it super excited and I did that role and that's pretty much it's a lot of event planning I loved it we pretty much plan events all throughout the United States to introduce people to Alabama yeah. and then I was also in charge of connecting with all the campus partners to bring on the trip just so that they knew what the trip was about and what we kind of needed them for and what materials they should bring to the event. Yeah. So fun. So then now you're a floater. Yes. Can you tell everybody what, what that means? And we all, we all hate the word. Well, maybe just me, but I hate the word. It's kind of offensive. Like, Oh, I'm just floating out in the world. I love to tell people I'm like, Emily's a floater. (laughs) I was like, I'm just in the abyss but pretty much anytime anybody needs anything done and they don't I don't want to say they don't want to do it but they're like they don't have the time to do it yeah. they pass it off to me so I plan some like special events that we host in our office um also anytime anyone quits or is on maternity leave I take over their territory so I'll take over like their entire state or cities whatever they had um and I'll handle all the email interactions with students and planning them visits I yeah. mean, at one time, how many phones did you have? Oh my, oh yes. That's one thing too. I get the phones from the areas that <laughs> I had. I think I had four phones at one point, but then luckily it turned into three and now I just <laughs> have my personal phone and my work phone. So I have two phones. So. <laughs> we're we're, we're so getting funny. there. I but, remember like a phone would be ringing and you were like, which one is it? What's going on? And then you were working different time zones. Like you had a a meeting on pacific time but also eastern time but you live in central time like you're just the jack of all trades kind of girl thank you yeah. i can the people who work on different time zones that, yeah. that ain't for the faint of heart <laughs> <laughs> well i think one thing i love about you that i kind of knew from the moment like madison started talking about you is like you are the hardest worker mm-hmm. like there's no if ands or buts no one has a question about that so where does your work ethic, like, where does that come from? Because I feel like you also influence like other people and their work ethic. And I just think that's something important. And like, that's how people advance in their careers. So like, where did that start? I would say, I think it came from my dad. Um, he worked really, really hard and he kind of instilled it in us. He's a heavy duty diesel mechanic he works on cranes he'll go on and on and on about it but Mm -hmm. he sometimes there's been because he has to work all across the united states sometimes but there's been times where he's had to leave our family for like two years go work in another state and we would go visit him on the weekends like it was a short drive or something like six hours so we'd go visit him like a couple weekends or he worked in miami for a little bit and he would fly every once in a while to come home and see us um but just his work ethic like he's been for his company for 35 years which i think is you barely see that anymore these especially with our generation i feel like it's kind of we were counting up how many jobs I've had at 27 and I'm like that's a lot <laughs> yeah that is not that bad no it's it's the norm now like yeah. real just because yeah. I don't think there's stepping stones at a lot of places so you have to move on or you're just gonna be stuck in one yeah. position yes but yeah I think I got it from him he works really really hard um and does really really well and has always been able to provide for our family so and he instilled it in me too I think when I was in grade school they're like you have to get A's like they were one of those families like if you Uh don't you don't get blah 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 so I think that's just they've always pushed it on me and I I mean I appreciate it like sometimes yeah it's been difficult but 
I enjoy getting my work done and having it done. Yeah. And then you have this social side of you that you are like best friends with everybody and just like can make connections and see connections. And does that come from your mom? No. Where does that come from? Because your mom's a chatty Kathy social little lady too. She'll go through the Starbucks line and she'll have a conversation about she's cats. She's a cat lady. Um, Her cat's the Starbucks lady because her cat cards a kitty cat. So she'll tell them all the things that her cats did this morning. And I'm like, mom, you sound crazy. Like you <laughs> need their drinks. Like they have timers. Like you have to get the car rolling. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I get my talkative side from her, but I think what, and I love my mom to death, but she does not she has a social life with like her aunts and her family, mm-hmm. but she, she's so bad at making plans with like friends that she has or had. And mm-hmm. I think my fear is I'm like, I don't want to go home every single night. And like, I, I'm single and live by myself. I was like, I don't want to sit here and stare at my cat when I get home. Like I have to like, at least have one social thing on the calendar during the week and then one social thing on the weekend because then I'm just sitting like and self-wallowing like the Grinch does on Christmas like I'm like (laughs) I cannot do it and I even when I was back home I was like mom like you need to hang out with one of our old neighbors that we had and she's like I don't know and I was like screw this so I like put us in a text chain and I was like I miss you like I want to see you I want to catch up so we all caught up and my mom was like that was so nice and I was like mom all you have to do is text people they want to hang out with you just text like who cares if you're the one reaching out all the time y'all always enjoy it it's not weird vibes and it's always a good time even if it's once a month like go walking with her be good to get outside and get your body moving like Mm -hmm. go (laughs) see that's good advice to me because I have the thing where I'm like well if someone wants to hang out with me they'll text me (laughs) but then you'll never hang out with but then I'll never hang out with anybody yeah because they won't text me because I'm a loser (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh then y'all always invited me to dinners and stuff to go to yeah I think you were good at it (laughs) I don't know but I get to it. I hit a point where I'm like, okay, well, I've texted this person three times and made plans three times, so it's their turn. That might not be healthy to like yeah, keep score. Like I shouldn't that. keep score. <laughs> it's you. You're the. Problem. I'm like Taylor Swift. It's I like keep... three strikes, you're out. You're not friends with Matthew anymore. Whatever. Matthew, oh my goodness, we're gonna work <laughs> on this. This is gonna be a. <laughs> so if anyone hears this, that's my friend. You could just reach out to me, maybe. <laughs> or you could be proactive like anime and just try to make something happen yeah, for yourself. Yeah, maybe I could. Yeah. It's so good to play and stuff, too. And then everyone gets in there like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but you bring that social side to the workplace. And I mean, I didn't work in your office, but I know firsthand from, or secondhand, I guess, from Madison that your office like because if he was like how was your day what'd you do I was like well me and anime did this and me and anime talked about this (laughs) it's like what work got done but you are like the social hub of the office but you're also a really hard worker so it's not like it's just a hangout Mm -hmm. you're you're your the go-to for people like asking questions work-related and like learning so like how did you how do you create that vibe I think I don't want to say I want to be a know-it-all, but I want to be like, I want to know everything. I want to be like the, ma- I, not the master. I, I just want to know like 
all the things because I hate when someone comes up and asks a question and I don't know it because mm-hmm. I will do everything to find the correct answer and I don't want to just like blurt something out like oh yeah it's this and it not be right like right work on everything to find the answer so I think people just know that they'll come to me and I'll usually know the answer like even some of our ADs that they had been in a different office for a while and they came back to our office they'll ask me questions and I'll just answer it just because I like knowing things and when I'm bored I'll just kind of look at a page at UA and I'll just learn up on something new just so I have a new skill set yeah. But I think that's so, like, that goes also back to the hard work. Like, people don't do that. They're like, oh, I have free time. I'm going to shop on Amazon. Yeah. True. Like, you know, th- I mean, maybe you do that too. But I'm just saying, like, people aren't reading up and like getting educated. Like, that's just something that's so lost. So I oh, think yeah. one thing that I love about you is that you, when you have a job, you want to learn it to the most highest that you can and then even go b- beyond it. Thanks, you're being pretty. This is a pump up anime. Anime doesn't really give herself credit a lot of times, I don't think. Yeah. But then another thing, so part of the social aspect and then also knowing everything is whenever there's a new job posted on the UA job board, you're constantly trying to get like connect and get that job filled. Yes. Because I know sometimes like my thing is, I know it's a lot of our, a lot of us are single in the office or they're young adults like we're not making big time money like and I know we all want to go travel we all want to go do stuff so I want to see everyone else in the office especially if they've just gotten their master's or working on their master's move up as well and so even our director like he'll still tell me jobs that like I could apply for that would be a step up just because we all want to see ourselves grow and sometimes in higher ed jobs don't open up as much as they used to because some people just live and die in that role which is fine it's great um but when you see a opportunity for growth I'm like take it now because it really might not be there in a couple months it might not be there in the next year um and especially if it's something that you really really want to do as well it just may not be there so I'm like apply for it like seriously apply for it because who knows when it'll pop back up there so we talked about everything you've already done in the world of career stuff what what's next for anime what are your goals for the future? I would love to get another master's in business to be more applicable to other jobs. Um, and then I would have, we didn't say you already have a master's in higher ed. Oh, yes, yes. I did get my master's in higher ed. Madison and Matthew, we were in the program together for a hot minute, and I can't wait to watch them walk across the stage. Um, and it's coming soon. But yeah, I hope to get another master's in management and then um, I really want a management position eventually. So hopefully something in the assistant director or associate director realm and then probably eventually get out of higher ed after maybe eight or 10 years. <laughs> you just want to climb that ladder. Yes. Climb and you'd, the ladder be such a good, you'd be such a good manager. Oh, for sure. Thank you. We've already discussed that. <laughs> I hope it happens sooner than yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. It will. It will. Okay. So if you had to like wrap up like something you've learned throughout working in higher ed or whatever, just like a takeaway from what you've learned since you've grown up and gone to college and all the things, what's something that like sticks with you? Does that make sense? 
Yes, this is going to sound so crazy. Me and my nail lady, we're actually just talking about this yesterday. Your health is so important. Um, your physical health and then also your mental health as well. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that we don't ever think about until it becomes a big issue, like high blood pressure or being super morbidly obese and not being able to climb a set of stairs. Um, so that's just something that I've really been focusing on is just my health and eating better and mentally getting to a, a more positive place. Like I don't want to sit at home being sad and depressed. Um, so just really focus on mentally and physically being healthy. And if you're not okay, it's completely okay to go to someone. I know that sounds so stereotypical and so just common, like everyone says it, but really it, it really is. It, it changes a lot to be in a really good mental health space versus being sad and depressed all the time. And it'll really make your life a hundred percent better. Even if you're just like our walks that we would do on the quad, like mm -hmm. that made me so much more happier. And it was just a quick little mile walk out in the Alabama, just talking about life, like just having those moments, it, it really makes a difference. So find people that push you to do little walks together or mm -hmm go out shopping because that's walking you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. walking around target is still walking <laughs> exactly yeah you're getting those steps <laughs> so that's my biggest takeaway really focus on your mental and physical health because i think it's something we take for granted in our 20s and then i think it hits us in our 30s um so that's just something i would really really say to focus on yeah no that's really good and i mean you're saying it's stereotypical for like people to say, go talk to someone or take care of yourself, but it's cause it's true. And I don't think you can hear it too much. No, I agree. Yeah. I think it's a stereotype for a reason. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. And then we warned you about this one, but our new question we want to ask everybody is when was the last time you did something for the first time? This took you me forever. Say, you can't say it's being on a podcast cause you've done that before. <laughs> True, true. Okay, so I was thinking and one of so I travel a lot for work and one of the places we went to was this place called Chicken and Pickle. And I was like, what in the world is this? I thought we were gonna be in a barn or something. But it's actually <laughs> it's actually pickleball courts. So that was the first or the last time I did something for the first time. Um the guy when we finished the event, he taught us how to play pickleball. And we all got to play like around. I was the champ with one of my director's husbands. So I felt really <laughs> cool. I was, we schooled everybody. Um, but yeah, that was the last time I did something for the first time. And now I kind of want to get into like pickleball is fun. It's not that intense like tennis is. So if you yeah. haven't tried it and you're good at underhand serving and volleyball, I think you'd be really good. That's <laughs> a good way to be out and being active. Yeah. So there we go. Maybe you need to be a pickleball coach. I, hey, hit me back up if you want me to teach uh, history education. I'll be your <laughs> But also, if, you, if anybody wanted to know what I did for the first time recently, and it makes me to go to a Pilates class, which is so far out of my comfort zone. It's not even funny, but it was really fun, and I had a good time, and I'm going to do it again. Yes. Oh, my God. When I come visit y'all, we're going to. We got yeah. just to reminisce on always pushing people to do new things. Yeah, it's the best. I mean, I hadn't had Thai food until anime told oh, us to go, and now I'm obsessed. Noodles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If y'all haven't tried Thai food, try it. Those, I don't know what they put in those noodles, but it's heavenly. I need to find somewhere here in 
Richmond because I haven't had Thai since we've moved back. I wonder if – well, I'll say Nashville, but I feel like Nashville's a good place for, like, fried chicken and yeah. barbecue. <laughs> we need to start planning our trip. Yes. Oh, my God. Let me know. Cause no, I'm, we're going to see anime in a month, so I'm so super excited. I'm so excited. And they have their Taylor Swift stuff. I'm excited to see. Yeah. I'm All the eras, tours, outfits, been my yeah. obsession. Well, we're going to be – because we go to the concert on Sunday night, but on Saturday and up – leading to the concert on Sunday. We're going to be down on Broadway, going in every bar, requesting them to sing Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm here for this. <laughs> and I can't wait to know the two surprise songs. I know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's and gonna hopefully be you see our favorite toasters. <laughs> yes. I'm going to die. Well, thank you for doing this. You took time out of your week, and it means a lot to us, and we love you so much. Thank you. I miss y'all. I love y'all. I am so happy for y'all, though. Y'all are doing great things, and y'all are with great people, great family, so I'm happy for y'all. Thank you so much, Anime, for this conversation. It was super inspiring. Um, I know that I look up to you in the workplace um, and just as a person, and I hope that um, other people can really see that in you, and I know that they will draw inspiration from this. Um, like always, new episodes come out Monday morning at 6 a.m. Please rate us five stars. Um, follow us on Instagram at first the podcast. Um, follow us on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, and always reach out to us with recommendations for the future. We'll see you next week and talk to you at 6 a.m. Monday morning. <laughs>